Welcome to the Liberty Tree, podcasting from Family Life Church in Swanee, Georgia. In the big rock candy mountains, the jails are made of tin, and you can walk right out again as soon as you are in. There ain't no short handle shovels, no axes, saws, or picks. I'm a going to stay where you sleep all day, where they hung the Turk that invented work in the big rock candy mountains. Welcome, everybody, to the Liberty Tree Podcast. It's been a minute, or it's been a few years, actually. I think the last episode we did on this was in 2018. Uh, so for those of you who listened to us back then, welcome back. For those of you, if this is your first time, uh, that won't be a big deal either. We're probably just going to try to do like a quick intro for this episode and kind of let you know what we're all about. Um, I think what inspired the podcast originally, or the name behind the Liberty Tree, is that in Christ, our, uh, our liberty is found in him, in the cross of Christ, and what he uh, did on the cross for us, specifically for the forgiveness of our sins and reconciling us to God. And um, we, I think it's a, a pretty fair assessment that for those of you out there that might consider yourself Christian or uh, have been in church your whole life or whatever, there may be a lot of you out there who may have doubts or whatever that you know, or, or even fears that this whole Christian thing and chill is riding on you. Well, a part of the, I guess, uh, goal of this podcast is to kind of throw it out there that actually it's all riding on Christ and to give good news and hope to people who desperately need to hear it. Well, that's right. And um, I can tell that we've started a new era because you didn't open up with a song of some mm. kind. <laughs> well, I've aged a lot. I've, I've gotten more That's right. mature. That's right. I've got uh, gray hair in my beard now, so, so I guess I'm not really singing it's a, anymore. It's a, it's a new chapter, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it hasn't been that long, has it? <laughs> it's not like we went in hiding and... Well, I, I lost all ability to tell time when uh, COVID started, so, you know. That's... Or, or at least reckon time. I guess I can still tell time. I just can't tell the passage of time. Well, you would think like during COVID time, time would like go slower, but it seems like it's went faster. Well, you know, for me, it would happen uh, where I wouldn't be able to tell if something happened two weeks ago or eight weeks ago. But then, you know, so that in that regard, it went very quickly. But then the days themselves seem to be long and drawn out because... Is this the whole, like, quarantine thing? Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think especially yeah. when it first started or first happened or when it first began. When it first began, it's like, oh, yeah, 15 days to slow down the spread, you know, right? We're like, oh, we can handle 15 days. Yeah, we can do this. And at first it was kind of novel and kind of like... <laughs> Evidently, no, no, we could not. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like, wait a minute. They, they stayed in their house for 15 days? We can probably do this for all year. Um, yeah. It's, I never cooked so much on a grill in my life. Yeah. I think that's what probably made it feel like it. At first, it was taking forever. You're having to do things that, you know, people in our culture haven't really had to do in generations. I mean, I know I don't know about y'all, but I definitely uh, understood after about mm, day three why, for centuries, parents told their kids to go outside and play and not come back until it was dark. Because right. <laughs> there were several times when I was like, kids, 
<laughs> trying to work. Go get out. <laughs> right. It was actually kind of nice to be with your family. Oh yeah, and have definitely. them times together. That's right. You know, and uh, it was quite enjoyable for well, the most part. It wasn't until we tried to do a jigsaw puzzle, and then we all wanted to kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I think for me, it definitely showed how, uh, you know. Again, I guess I'm going through thinking about the historical aspect of it for generations and for centuries you know when you worked a lot of times it was on the property there where you lived you didn't get into a car and get on the road and go out and drive out in town or if you you know if you did have a job it was out in town and you came back or it, it wasn't the rat race of corporate America that we've been used to for maybe 100 years or so a little bit more than that I mean, before that, everybody was on the farm. Everybody had a job to do on the farm, and everybody kind of circled back around together. So a lot. it was really, like we were saying, John, when it came to about the family aspect of it, grew a lot with my kids and my wife that I didn't realize that, you know, that that growth needed to take place or that there, that was possible. Yeah. It was interesting for us to be able to have a time of worship as a family every week with, I mean, as much as we enjoy being in church and wanting to be together, it was an interesting dynamic when we would watch an online service, but it would just be just our immediate family. So that was something, on the one hand, we missed it because we weren't in church like we were used to in God's house. But on the other hand, it was sort of an intimate setting, taking communion like that just the just the four of us it so that was, that was like something more of new. a personal like right. family kind of thing and right the, right and it seemed like the kids my kids understood it a little better you know what i mean because you were together and there's right. not the distraction of other kids or right things in church that happen or just being in a, in. just being in a room with you know at that many other people that's yes thing. yeah yeah and it's this kind of spontaneously maybe think about something else that I thought might be a good topic in the future to discuss. And I'm not planning on getting into all the weeds of it now, but when you were talking about your kids and it being more personal, and you know, I think it's really easy to forget or to not realize just how much your children are picking up of like what's happening, what's going along, or like sometimes you think you try to teach them things, especially when it comes to the Bible and to, you know, the word and the truths of scripture. You know, sometimes you think maybe it's getting through, but you're not really sure. And yeah, and I, this happened to me this actually this past Sunday, and uh, something that uh, my oldest son did for me, I had to go and get something from the house uh, during uh, church because I left it at the house. Was, I think it was a few jackets or whatever, and we had plans for the rest of the day. And I knew I wanted to get back to hear you speak, so I had to get up and run and go out, and I missed um, communion. Communion's a big deal to me. It's a big deal to our church, and uh, I was kind of bummed out, and we are still using the individual kind of, you know, travel, <laughs> travel supper where it's the, it's the juice cup and then on the top of the juice cup is the lid and you peel the lid back and you try to peel the lid back without spilling the entire bottle of juice on <laughs> right. you and you've got the yeah. bread that's in there as well. So that's what we're using. And I sit down and my oldest son sits next to me, puts his arm around me and he starts opening up the package and he leans over to my ear and he says, Dad, Christ's body was broken for you for the forgiveness of your sins. Christ's blood was spilled for you for the forgiveness of your sins. Uh, and he was saying, this is Christ's body, this is Christ's blood, this is for you, Dad, he did it for you. 
and I looked at Cade and I was like, this is the greatest gift you've ever given me. Now, you yeah. don't you don't realize it now, right. like trying to explain it to him. But I was just it was one of those weird moments where I was just stopped dead in my tracks. And uh, in Thanksgiving that Kate did that for me, but also at the same time, just like, OK, it's getting through somehow. And or and I think it's really easy for me to have not as much confidence in the word of God like I should. Like I'm always wondering, oh, it's not going to work or, oh, no one's going to believe this or, oh, everyone's going to reject this. And it's like God's word is powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, I will never have the confidence that I ought to have in the word of God. But when you give it out there and you let it and you preach it or you give it, have some confidence that the Holy Spirit's going to take it and do with it what he said he's going to do. I mean, you know, there's so many different things, especially when it comes to a matter of faith, which might go into the next episode that we uh, talk about when it comes to assurance. But, you know, faith is a gift and it comes from hearing the word of God and the Holy Spirit uses that to put faith into someone who didn't have it before. And that's, that's a miracle. And um, I don't know, it's, it's like one of those things that you, uh, it's just really cool to see when your kids, you know, pick up on the right things. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah. Well, that's awesome just to know that, you know, he's getting taught the right things, the biblical things. You know, doesn't the Bible say something about child, having childlike faith? That's yeah. right. And he, you know, and, and, it, and it was like one of those moments where he didn't like, set up the stage or he 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 wasn't um like unsure of himself he just let it fly and just you know this is christ's body this is his blood it was broken and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins this is for you dad and then the kind of dad at the end of it it was just like wow you know yeah that is cool yeah um and so you know as we kind of went through covid i you know we've that, I think we just kind of talked about some of the positive aspects. So what was the sort of the negative side of not being able to gather in church for a while like we were used to? And even now, when we've resumed in-person services, they're still not the way that they were. You know, we still have to socially distance. The services are a little bit shorter and truncated. We don't do as much music as we did. Um, we don't, you know, we don't hug and greet each other the way that we did before. Um, so we're certainly relieved and happy to be back together. But I think that that's what makes COVID different from other times of trials through this nation's history and probably other countries too, is that let's say we had a disaster like a hurricane. You know, you have 24 hours of terribleness. Things get knocked down. Houses get knocked down you know, powers out and all that, but then the storm passes and people can get together almost immediately and start helping each other rebuild. You know, they can, you know, even if, even if their church gets knocked down, they can still gather together and worship. And with this, we had to stay apart and stay apart for a long time, you know, and even now that we're, have some semblance of being back together, we're still not, together like we like we've been used to and I think that's been at least for me sort of the biggest struggle and the biggest revelation through all of this is that you know we talk about this too shall pass and it will but it's different than at least what any of us have experienced Um, and I think even in in generations past when there have been other 
plague type events or or disease type events people didn't know enough about the science to stay away from each other right you yeah. know they, they would still get together and then probably all get sick and wonder why because they didn't know well now we we've got the knowledge to know you know to keep our distance but that's it's just it feels unnatural like it's not how we're how we're made you know um and i think it's the way to you know save people's lives and it's probably worth the better for it but it just all the while, every step of the way, it feels very unnatural, I've, I've found. It definitely. I mean, it's like, it feels like an unwanted friend is still there, or an unwanted friend, an unwanted guest visitor, yeah. or visitor is there. <laughs> it's like you're trying to carry on, but it's like you, you're, you haven't really been able to let your guard down or your hair down, so to speak, and be yourself because they're still in the room, and it's like, you know, you're kind of waiting for them to leave so you can enjoy the rest of your company. Right. It's like, and there's some, we were, you know, God created us to be a, a, a community people. You know, he didn't create us to be by ourselves. He didn't create us to be alone. He even said that, you know, it's not good for a man to be alone. And that was talking like husband and wife kind of thing. But even when it comes to like having, you know, friends and family and your church family, I mean, we were designed and created to be a group um, even when you look at a church, you know, church was designed and created not for you to be by yourself and you go do church by yourself. It was created to do it with other like-minded individuals and believers. It was, the, it was the body of Christ. And when you, you know, when the body of Christ as in the church is separated and, you know, the head's over here and the fingers are over here and the leg, you know, whatever, whatever the analogy may be, uh, well, the head's Christ, but the rest of the body, you know. It, it does feel disjointed and disconnected. Um, I'm confident that it will eventually go back to how it used to be, but um, if it is that kind of negative of, you know, especially when we weren't able to go to church, it's like um, it, that desire to be with each other, to be gathered and worship mm. together in the same room as each other, in the same, you know, space as each other, um, knowing that right here, right now, where two or three or more are gathered, you know, Christ has promised to be present. You know, he's promised to be there when the word is given. He's promised to be there when the supper is given. He's promised to be there in handing over the goods of himself to people in the congregation. So when you don't have that, it's, it's missed. Um, it also kind of, you know, it kind of brings to light or, or brings to memory of the, uh, the passages where Jesus, you know, who's not supposed to go near a leper, goes up and touches them. And he's not afraid, I know. No, that's dangerous for any of us other normal <laughs> right. human beings to do. You know, <laughs> Those you go of up us and, that aren't the son of God. Right. You, <laughs> yeah. go, you, go, you go up and you touch you know, someone who's sick. You're probably going to get sick. Right. You know? And that's not to find the face of, you know, uh, of anyone's belief or teaching, but you know, that's just, you know, if you touch germs, the odds of you get, catching them, they go pretty sky high. Um, so I think that's also difficult as well as like people who feel like who went through it or had it or whatever, being away that kind of one arm's distance of, you know, hey, step back. I and, think that's the negative. And, you know, and there's something to be said for those times when we worship by ourselves, you know, when you can quiet your mind and have a time of prayer or a time of devotion with your scripture. And there's certainly, at least for myself, certainly positives to be gained from it. But it's not the same presence as when we worship together. It's it's just it's it's good in its way, 
but at least for me, I just feel like it's, it's not the way that it's meant to be. And then when I, when I'm in church worshiping with my fellow congregation, that's when it feels like this is how it's supposed to be. You well, know? you feel, <clears throat> you feel more encouraged when you're around brothers and sisters in the Lord That's right. to worship and to be more focused. I mean, there, I, I think there was a silver line in when we did do like online services right. was that it reached people that maybe didn't feel comfortable in coming and that it got the word of God out and the gospel out and also people even from all over. Like we got a lot of views from over the across the pond and That's a right. lot of people that would never see our services unless they were here physically. And I think that helped a lot of people, like I said, um, maybe not feeling comfortable about going anywhere and things like it, still bringing them the gospel. But on another note, Ben, you're right, because I feel when you're in the service and you're in with other people, it's more encouraging because the Bible says, don't forsake the assembling of the brethren. So it's more encouraging to be around people, worshiping, and getting fed the word of God together as a group and as a whole. That's right. And uh, and I agree with you, Ben, that uh, it's, you know, there's something to be said for, you know, a personal time of, you know, meditation or meditation. See, it's already in um, my, <laughs> no, it, it, my culture yeah. has shaped me. But um, no, a time of, you know, being able to reflect on the word and uh, uh, to be able to do your own studies. I mean, Jesus would go and, and, right. and isolate himself and pray for a time. I mean, you know, so there, there's value in it. I mean, right. And there, and there was times when it said the Spirit drove him. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, you and the wilderness, pal, you're, uh, you just got baptized, and now it's game on. Now the war had just has just begun. You just declared war on hell, death, and the grave when you got baptized. So guess what? This is coming for you, and you've got to be able to uh, uh, take on the devil and all his wiles. But... Um, I also, even though I do have a lot of benefit from, you know, personal uh, 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 focus on on the word, it's it doesn't have to be a this or that. It's like a both and. Of course. Because I know that um, uh, for those who out there who maybe reject one and you know accept the other or whichever way around, I know for me, if I'm left on by myself for too long, the doubts start kicking in or the insecurities start kicking in or. The, or that voice that, you know, jumps in and says, are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah, you say you're forgiven, but are you sure you're forgiven? And there's something about being and hearing someone else say, because of what Christ has done and because he's given us the command and he's told us to go out and tell other people this, you have the entire forgiveness of all of your sins. It's something about reading that and having faith in that and knowing that for myself, but to know that a friend of mine or a brother of mine knows that I'm a dirty, rotten sinner, and they still tell me that I have the entire forgiveness of all my sin. It's, it's, I'm not left on my own. Right. I, I'm not by yeah. myself. I have others who will hand over that gift, that the, the goods, so to speak, to me, and and that's part of what comes with being present. Um, but like, I agree with you as well, though, about when it, you know. Uh, it doesn't have to be the this or that. It can be a both and, and it it reached people that, like you said, didn't come to the church or haven't maybe aren't comfortable with it. It's one thing's for sure is that the, uh, the Lord has shown throughout history, whenever there is advances in technology, 
somehow there is a way where the gospel will be able to use it and ride on it. That's right. Yeah. And, and we've been very blessed uh, that, you know, the Lord has seen fit to let us use the technology at our disposal to do things like this podcast. Yeah. We were able to, you know, uh, this will be a shameless plug for our church YouTube channel. Uh, <laughs> but we've got our, we've got now every service that we've done is now on the YouTube channel and it's there for as long as, as long as YouTube will let us keep it up. So now we've got sort of an archive of our services where people can go back and see them again. And John, you're right. It's reached people, not just in our region, but, you know, you know, on the other side of the Atlantic, mm-hmm. um, which we're, you know, thrilled about. And it's a, it's a blessing hopefully for them and certainly is for us. Um, so, there's there's certainly some positive takeaways from it. Um, oh, definitely for sure. There's been many challenges this year. Right. Well, this this year <laughs> and last the year. Conti- I think the continu- continuation. Yeah. So Twenty twenty, the year that doesn't end. It doesn't matter what the calendar it says. We're, we're still in. Yeah. It just seems like it's just steamrolling. <laughs> right. It keeps going. And I think it's also it's provided a great opportunity for, like, say, this podcast or the YouTube channel or the church in general um, to be able to try to get the message out there more because if anything it showed what well, showed me and I think it showed a lot of us that you are not in control of your life like you thought you were you know all those things that we took that I took for granted uh, of daily living being able to go where I wanted to go being able to go to a sporting event whenever I wanted to go to oh the the, the loss of sports I'm not going to go there just yet yeah. um just being able to do all these things that you take for granted going to church were just stripped away right. in like a day things that have, have always been a constant for years was just gone like that. And you immediately realize, wait a minute, I'm not in control. Like I thought I was, I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, you know, I am not the master of my life. Like I thought I was, I, I am totally dependent on this world and this system and might have pushed many to realize I'm dependent on someone else, specifically um, God, the father in heaven, who's given me life and gives me everything and there's fertile ground, I think, in this region and around the world of to be able to show people and point to people about the good news of the Christian faith, the good news of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of their sins. So, yeah. It's nice just to get back together with a podcast and toss things around again. Oh, for real, I've missed it. Yeah, it's been, it's been good. Missed hanging out, missed talking. So... Um, I think the goal is to kind of start this back up, see where this goes. We have a few series ideas in mind, and maybe in the future we'll be able to provide something to where if you wanted to donate to the podcast or give to the church, the YouTube channel, to be able to continue or to uh, make sure that we are maybe on a regular basis of doing that. Uh, (laughs) uh, Your support will definitely help facilitate that. That's right. Um, So, yeah. Well, good. Well, I think that um, hopefully that lets... Uh, people that are maybe rejoining us after after our hiatus uh, can understand a little bit of why and know that uh, hopefully that there are more episodes to come. Um, but I think that, that we've reached a good stopping point for, for this session. Um, we hope that you'll join us again, and we hope that you'll be blessed in your walk with the Lord and that you will, you know, remember why we call this the Liberty Tree is the fact that we have a freedom through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ for each one of us, all of us that have ever been and ever will be. 
right? Wow. So, yeah. so on that note, um, thank you for joining us, and we will hopefully join you again very soon. If you ever have any questions uh, for us on the podcast here, feel free to send us an email at thelibertytreepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'll be happy to answer any questions you have, or if there is a topic or something that you want us to discuss on the podcast, feel free to let us know. You can find us on Facebook, the Liberty Tree Podcast. If you're on Twitter, our Twitter handle is at LibertyTreeCast. And also, we are on the church website. There's an icon on the website that's a picture of our logo. Just click on that. And to get to that website, it's FamilyLifeChurchSwanee.com. Look forward to hearing from you. Thanks so much. More to come later. One evening as the sun went down and the jungle fire was burning, down the track came a hobo hiking, and he said, boys, I'm not turning. I'm headed for a land that's far away beside the crystal fountains. So come with me, we'll go. This was the Liberty Tree, podcasting from Family Life Church in Swanee, Georgia.